I love Bob Ross, and I miss him too. With a little practice, though, you'll begin to you'll begin to see things in your painting. You'll see fantastic things in your world. Look at them. You pretty much thought you was hanging on a tree, hanging in the cloud, laying in the grass. That's the kind of artist Bob Ross is, and I love him and I miss him. He's a great guy. And you can pick out trees, or you can pick out a cloud that you like, anything, and then put it together and make your own scene. He will forever be the man with the red bush. <laughs> we all love the man with the red bush. Looks a little more brown to me than red, but that's all right. Bob Ross is beloved for the artist he was, but also for the person he was. He was, and still is, our cheerleader, our teacher, our friend. And for a lot of folks, Bob Ross remains a fine example of an excellent human. Whether in front of the cameras or behind the scenes, we knew Bob to be warm, funny, generous, and kind. Sort of reminded me of my little coloring book I had when I was a kid. I was so happy when I found this, because here, you just do whatever makes you happy. Here's the story of one certified Ross instructor who's also spent a lot of time in front of the cameras. Movie cameras. He's well known in Hollywood. And by taking some direction from Bob Ross, he's becoming better known as an ambassador of kindness. I'm gonna put some grass on his little footsies there. I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's go right into this. And now we come to the special feature of our program, the appearance of our mystery celebrity, for which I asked my friends on the panel to blindfold themselves. Hello, blindfolds all in place, panel? Yes, sir. Good. Will you come in, Mystery Challenger, and sign in, please? What do you think's cool? Now, let's go right up in here. Let's just put some highlights on these trees. Mm. Oh, that is beautiful. People think about motorcycles or, like, I don't know... Are tough people cool anymore? I don't, I don't think so. And what makes this so attractive, this is a cool color. Blue is a very cool color. And it's against these warm colors back here. To me, kindness is really cool. Like, the best people in my life are the people who are like mentors or people that looked after you or friends that you can laugh with. But you better remember where your finger's been before you scratch your nose. <laughs> There we go. Because I do things like that. I'll forget that I've been painting with my finger and scratching my ear or something, and people will begin to laugh, and then because you got all these funny colors on your face. All of the things that aren't on the surface cool. I guess bravery is cool. And if you're really brave, <laughs> it's your bravery test. Maybe there's a few that grow right down there. Who knows? It's up to you. Loyalty and being really kind of solid. You know, having a solid friend or being a solid person is, is cool. It's like gold. If everybody had a lot of gold, it wouldn't be worth anything. So treasure these little things. Don't, don't use them. Don't use them all up. They're good friends. I'm having lunch with a captain of kindness. So I just want to, like, start working in that direction, doing things that sort of promote that philosophy. Like, even I just got offered an independent movie and was... Really cool, great director. He's done a bit of acting, too. It would be really interesting movie, but it was a horror movie, which I, obviously I'm known for the Scream films, so... I never heard it's of not it. like I, I'm against the horror <laughs> at all, but... Um, Scream, uh, they're called? Yeah, yeah, Scream. There's a <laughs> ghost face, it's a whole thing. All right, I'll look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's also done a bit of wrestling. Did David Arquette just 
Yep, that's David Arquette winning the WCW Championship in 2000. David revived his wrestling career almost two decades later, going to the extreme to prove his worth in an industry he loved deeply. Now you're 46, you got gray hair, you got kids to take care of. <laughs> I know. I know, but I've been working out, I've been training, I've got a But you're still amazing... 46. I know. <laughs> I'm just I know. Saying, David. I know. And in between all the acting and the wrestling, a bit of directing, being a family man, a dad, David Arquette has done a little painting. In fact, David is a certified Ross instructor. People who are Bob Ross people are just like the best people. <laughs> They're so sweet, kind, humble, and soft-spoken. We're at a corner table inside Nashville's Loveless Cafe, waiting on lunch. A suggestion from David's wife, Christina, as an ideal meeting spot. I've never been, but I'm already hungry. I've saved my appetite for this moment. I've heard rumors about the biscuits. I'm Crystal Budtry with the Loveless Cafe. I've been here for just under 19 years, and I am our property sales manager. We serve up to 10,000 biscuits on a given day. And we see just under 500,000, give or take, folks a year just through our little restaurant. The Loveless Cafe. It's one of those fabled spots that kind of feels like home. That's because it was a home. Lon and Annie Loveless lived here. Then in 1951, they opened their front door to hungry highway travelers. Folks would just come and eat at picnic tables outside of the restaurant to come and see what these fried chicken, the biscuits, the preserves, and everything was all about. Oh, there they Thank are. Thank you. Yeah, we have strawberries and peach. I can take these home, right? Can I take yeah. these home with me? Yeah. All right, I promise, I promise some people I would bring them biscuits back. The biscuits are, they just melt in your mouth. They're buttery, they're flaky, they're incredible. It's the same recipe since the 50s. As a matter of fact, the recipe was a part of the real estate transaction when the cafe changed ownerships a few times over the years. One bite in and I'm already sold on the biscuits. But I'm not just here for the grub. I'm here on a mission, chowing down with a purpose. Well, we're here, among other things, yeah. to eat and talk about Bob Ross. Yes. And your relationship to Bob Ross. Oh yes, Bob. As I like to do in my classes, but sometimes people get a little weird about it, but I say, Let's just calm down right now. Settle down. Get into the Bob mood. Just take a deep breath. And let it out. Bob. <laughs> Is this your CRI spiel? Like I'm, I'm getting... No, I did it a couple <laughs> times. It always gets a weird reaction. People, they'll look at you like you're a little weird, but just tell them you're an artist. They'll understand. Because as artists, we're allowed to be a little different. David Arquette's a little different. A little weird. He starred in some memorably weird movies. I swear it's the truth. Our town is being attacked by giant spiders. There's a lot of glare coming off that dome of yours. Squirrel nuts! But most folks know him as Dewey Riley, the bumbling deputy from the Scream franchise. I don't give interviews. Oh, we're not looking for an interview. Give me one good reason why I should talk to you. The character was supposed to be killed off in the first movie. But test audiences loved David's performance, so David wound up surviving to see the sequel. He had made, as they say, the final cut. And through the rest of that series, with art perhaps imitating life, the character matures. David plays Dewey as unlikely hero, complicated love interest, tragic figure. David gives Dewey 
some depth. That's what makes that sun gun stand out. And save some of these dark areas in between. That's what gives your tree depth. The Arquettes are a tight-knit family of thespians. David's father acted, his siblings too. His paternal grandfather, Cliff, was a star of the golden age of radio, and better known as Charlie Weaver during the early days of television. Charlie Weaver has written a new book which is called Letters from Mama, and it's as wonderfully warm and humorous and, and kind and generous all at the same time as he Pretty is. Pretty corny, himself. too. Well, you're a little corny, but it's a wonderful <laughs> corniness. I wish I had some of it, too, Charlie. David Arquette is a character, a creative. He's a captain of kindness. Clearly, he's had some solid role models. Now then, the first big decision we have to make if we're going to have a tree, for example, here, is where is our tree going to live? Let's put him right about there. David grew up in Los Angeles, and he quickly grew accustomed to collective creativity both in and out of the Arquette house. We painted a lot together all the time. And uh, <laughs> when I was a teenager, a little rebellious teenager, I became a graffiti artist. So we'd do street art. As a family, yeah, we were really creative in, in all different forms and doing improvisation, little plays, but also our tie-dyes, all the kind of hippie stuff. So you gave all these hippies permission to be here? David remembers seeing Bob Ross on TV when he was a kid. It's nice to see young people get excited over something like this. But he didn't truly connect with Bob until he grew up. That old baby tree. But he'll grow up to be a big tree. He just needs a lot of water and sunshine, love, affection. Same as all of us. And David Arquette grew up to have passion, fervor. When David gets into something, he goes all the way. It's something to admire. Like a proper big tree, David branches out. A few little limbs and branches, sticks, twigs, whatever you want to call them. All kinds of little things. I went and took the course at New Smyrna Beach, Florida. That took three weeks, which was really just kind of changed the trajectory. And something that I really loved doing I typically personally do it for charities or, or friends or somebody's birthday party or something. And just like the man who he learned to paint like, David uses his passion and his knowledge to spread joy and kindness. You get your certification, and then what? Do you immediately jump into like, okay, I'm ready to teach now? Like, was it you're all in at that point? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I, I started doing some classes. I, I, I did a big class for a bunch of Zappos employees and for a company called Riot. I did a whole team building like thing with a bunch of their employees. Then I started doing some of the charity ones, met some really wonderful people doing that. We are here to learn the Bob Ross wet on wet technique. When David teaches, the performer in him emerges. He doesn't go full method, but he does it upright, showing up in his Bob Ross uniform, the jeans, the chambray shirt, the wig, it's fun for pictures and for people like just to loosen the spirits up. I love that he um, was such a animal rights activist. And so I always come out with a little puppet of a squirrel, Peapod, and, uh, you know, have it sort of jump at somebody. Just have kind of fun with that. Tomorrow I'm doing a Twitch stream with my friend Dalton Castle, who's a professional wrestler. And we're going to test out the new kids pack. I did it once. It's really wonderful. So you're going to, with the edge of the brush, you're going to make little cloud-like moves, but you keep moving it. So you, take my fan brush and make yeah. clouds. And don't let it get too muddy on there. Wipe it off. Okay. So with the corner of your brush, you're going to 
kind of keep it moving, but make kind of cloud like, but keep it moving. Keep it moving. And don't worry about this middle section because that's going to have a mountain in it. Okay. I'm already a David Arquette fan before I break biscuits with him at the Loveless Cafe. Besides painting and wrestling, his passions include puppets, comics, and clowns. It became more apparent to me, just clear that in life, it really is so important to do something within your work that you love. Whatever you're spending your time on, you should have a true love for it or interest in it or be curious about it. And none of this love is a pose. It's all genuine. It rolls deep. Let's start with puppets. I love puppets. I had a puppet in New York. <laughs> Good. One, only one. What was it saying? Uh, it was an old man puppet. It was an old man oh. version of me, but it was Great. a legitimate puppet. I yes. found a guy in Chicago named Sonny Vegas. That's awesome. And it, it was something I've always been interested in as a kid. I'm a huge Muppets guy, and I know yes. you've done a lot of stuff with the, Love Muppets. the Muppets. I know that Bitterman changed the contract. How do you know that? Oh, wait a second. You don't run one of those Muppet internet fan sites, do you? David Arquette also plays a very unique musical instrument. I mean, I could play a tambourine if you need it, or a nose flute, <laughs> which we could go into that later, but... Yes, David Arquette plays the nose flute. Yeah, One of the like, things we're learning. It's used to like when you're playing the ukulele to play along. My dad taught me it. And it's a beautiful little ridiculous instrument. In a way, it feels like that would be a David Arquette fun fact. Is yeah. David Arquette plays the nose flute. Yeah, that is. That is. That would be a good one. He was in the Scream movies and he plays the nose flute. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> David I Arquette. I put that on my resume. <laughs> There are so many, oh, here comes the food. Here comes the food. I was just about Thank to compliment you. him, and now <laughs> <laughs> now I got to eat fried chicken instead. Yeah, uh, no, we can do I trust your judgment. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> yeah, yes, wonderful. Thank you so thank much. You. All right. If you leave here hungry, it's definitely not our fault. The feast has arrived. Sure, I still have more compliments to dole out, but it's bad manners to talk with your mouth full, even when you got a lot of nice things to say. So are David and I just going to sit here and admire our bounty? The fried okra? The fried green tomatoes? Let it all get cold? Or are we going to dive in? Not even a question. Have to get a brownie point in with them because they got the best food and I like to eat. Imagine a place where the pace of life slows down. A place that's steeped in tradition but welcomes new friends every day. For generations, the name Loveless has been synonymous with Southern hospitality. From our famous biscuits and jams to our hand-breaded fried chicken. Come have a seat at our table and experience the flavors of real country cooking. Loveless Cafe, Asheville tradition since 1951. Hi, welcome back. I'm going to take this chicken sandwich to go. I know, it's a big chicken sandwich. <laughs> it is and big. I inhaled my burger. You were giving me a bunch of compliments, and I appreciate that. Thank yo, you let, yo, let's get back to that. Yeah, let's get back to that. <laughs> no, it's okay. We don't have to get back well, to no, that. I, I wanna get back, no, I want to get back to it. Because you already mentioned that there's a trend here amongst people who live in the Bob Ross universe, not just yes. the CRIs, but people who I've talked to who have never picked up a paintbrush. 
yeah. there's this trend of it sounds cliche, but like really nice people, people yeah. who are just sweethearts. I'm telling you, the older I get, the more sort of I understand it. It's hard. I hope for a future where kindness and like love, like friendship, like that's the true currency that we're working with. And that's what painting is all about. It should make you feel good inside when you paint. There. And the most pleasure of all in painting is sharing your painting with other people, you know? Do a painting and give it to a friend. It's the most fantastic feeling that somebody, and when they go ooh and ah and they say, you didn't paint this, that's <laughs> because they won't believe you painted it. They will not believe it. And that may be the, the nicest thing of this whole thing is just sharing what you can do with other people. David Arquette is one of those people. He uses his powers for good. He shares. I told you he was a captain of kindness. I wasn't kidding. Well, I'm going to circle back to the compliments because that's what I was saying before the food came is that you're clearly an ambassador for kindness. I, I'm an actual ambassador for kindness with an organization called On Our Sleeves. And if you go to onoursleeves.org, you can look at all these videos and, and learn all these facts about any family that's dealing with children's mental health and have any questions about it. They can really be a great resource for any families. It's really hard. Like just being a parent is one of the most difficult things just in general. Hey, I'm David Arquette and November 13th marks World Kindness Day. And we really want kindness to catch on. So I'm asking a few of my friends and family to join me on this journey um, to do three acts of kindness leading up to November 13th and document how it made you feel, um, post it, ask your friends to do the same, and uh, hopefully we can get kindness trending. <laughs> this world is in dire need of some kindness right now. So um, I'm asking my sisters Rosanna and Patricia Arquette, my brother Richmond Arquette, my daughter Coco Arquette, to uh, join me and do an act of kindness, ask your friends to do some acts of kindness. Um, let's see if we can really, you know, make a change in this world. Sharing his passion for Bob Ross has paid dividends, not just for team building companies or for worthy charities. It's paid dividends for David, brought him closer to his kids. We just used the new Bob Ross for kids painting kit. It is unbelievable. It really is. So you did it with the kids? Yeah, and I love it. I love it. It's incredible. It dries a lot quicker. It's a new technique. You have to do everything a little faster. Everything's a little more forgiving in a weird way. I couldn't be more impressed by it. I love it. What do your kids think about Bob Ross? Uh, they love Bob Ross. My son, Gus, does a lot of art, but watches him all the time. Watches him to calm down, just watches him to paint. When we were doing the course, he's like, yeah, I watch Bob Ross all the time. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, let's do some like fluffy clouds here. Just pull it in one direction through the brush there. Get a lot of color on the brush. Shoot, let's make some, let's make some big old fluffy clouds that live up here in the sky. That's what I love about it. It's like, not only are you, you know, getting the joy of painting, <laughs> pun intended, but you're also, you, it's left with this memory in this moment in time in this beautiful landscape. Even during the filming of Scream 5, David gave his co-stars a crash course in Bob Ross-style painting. Well, it was during COVID. We were all locked up in this hotel, and I got a bunch of kids sent out to surprise them one weekend. I was like, I'll do a 
Barbara's class for you, and they loved it. It was really a fun bonding exercise. Like Bob always says, anyone can paint, but by teaching Bob's method, using it to build and strengthen community, David spreads more than just the joy of painting. For David Arquette, it's about setting a good example, inspiring others. So message that if we all like spent more time being creative and tapping into art, and then the other things he modeled for us as a great citizen. Take care of animals and being a kind person. But people who have never painted just from watching the show have picked up a brush, and they're doing marvelous things. And maybe more important than the painting, it's the fact that they can do it. It's the fact that you can achieve a creative process like this, and it's a nice way of. Oh, I think everybody has sort of an urge to be creative, and it's a nice way of letting that urge come out and and. And it's so enjoyable. That's one of the reasons we like to show you. Shoot, let's get crazy. I talk too much sometimes. Part of being a CRI is you're a teacher. Can you talk about that side of it for you, like your love of teaching, regardless of who you've been teaching and how you've connected with people as a teacher? Yeah, it's funny. Teaching's like directing. I've directed stuff. So when you're directing different actors, you have to approach them with a different sort of approach. Like you have to sense them out and see how they're. They process things, see how they learn things, see what their process is, see what they're bringing to it, and kind of like try to, you know, help them get to where you both can meet for what you need. And it's a little like that with being a CRI, where you know I'm I'm not as calm as Bob, so I'll say things like, "No, no, no don't do anymore. You're, you're gonna mess it up if you keep going too much." Some people don't want to. It's not really a Bob thing to say. It's like, if you want to put a tree there, put a tree there. You know, it's your painting, it's your world. Let your imagination just. Take you wherever you want to go. Shoot, you can put as many or as few trees as you want in your world. There. Shoot, let's have a big tree right there. We'll have a whole forest. It looks like here. I'm not like Bob that way. I don't want you to mess your painting up. Okay, so Bob and David have different teaching techniques, but a shared philosophy unites them. They're both a little different, both a little weird. David and Bob are both endearingly eccentric, and they've both been successful at selling who they are and what they do to an audience. It's not easy to leave a lasting impression, but David thinks he's unlocked the secret to Bob's success. Did you really think there was an wink to the audience back then, in the late '80s and the early '90s, that you're going to remember me 30 years from now because of my message, because of my voice, because of all these things that we've been recounting in the podcast so far? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with a lot of different things, but one of it was how prolific he was and how consistent he was. I'm sure he calculated all of those things because he would do these rehearsal paintings and then he would do the the painting painting, and go on the road and do these tutorials. He just understood, like you know, I'm I'm from the Hollywood world, so you have no idea how many times like he'll go to pitch something it's like oh we love the idea but it's just not what they think the audience wants we all have different interpretations of what things look like and that may truly may truly be the joy of painting is that you do your thing you paint your world the way that you see it and the way that you want it on canvas there because art is a very very individual thing we all have different ideas of what we want and they're all good There's no good or bad. It's just, does it make you happy? We all have different ideas of what we want, and they're all good. Dining with David Arquette, a gentleman, an artist, a kindness ambassador, 
a Bob Ross superfan, here at the Loveless Cafe, is proof positive. All you gotta do is look at the menu to understand. Let's see, there's the country ham, the hash brown casserole, and man, we didn't even order dessert. We've got peanut butter pie, fudge pie, coconut cream. We make a steeplechase pie, which is a pecan pie with chocolate and bourbon. Come on, it is so good. You can get a whole pie to go, you can get a slice of pie. David, come back. We gotta eat pie. And we hope you've enjoyed this painting half as much as we have. It's really a pleasure being here with you and showing you some of these fantastic ideas. And we hope we bring a little happiness into your life and give you some ideas. And you too will drag out your almighty brush and paint along with us. So from all of us here, we'd like to wish you happy painting. God bless. The old clock on the wall tells me we've got a finished podcast episode. I want to thank my guest, David Arquette. Big thanks to Christina Arquette for putting us together. Also, James Shapiro at Jansen Media. And special thanks to Crystal and Isabella from Loveless Cafe and our server, Anna, for making us feel at home. Try the biscuits. Our episode was mixed by Digital Sound and Video of Daytona Beach, Florida. Support your local public television station. Say thanks for giving us Bob Ross and the joy of painting. If you want to show us your paintings, use hashtag paint like Bob Ross. Bob Ross certified instructors are the only ones that know how to teach you Bob's world famous painting method. Don't settle for second best. Find a local CRI at bobross.com and then click take a class. Got your own Bob Ross story to tell? Leave us a message at 866-FANBRUSH or email us at podcast at bobross.com. And you can follow it all on Facebook at The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. I'm Ron Scalzo. The Joy of Bob Ross is written and produced by me, Ron Scalzo, in partnership with Bob Ross, Inc. Bob Ross name and images are registered trademarks of Bob Ross, Inc.